0: good afternoon ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the trending ticker i'm your host parker friedman and today was a rather interesting day on the market. We started off brutally low after a rough, rough employment number, but seemed to crawl our way back to about even with the Dow finishing down 0.07%, NASDAQ down 047 and the S&P 500 down 015 Now, the reason for the major drop this morning, upwards of 300 points in the Dow at the session lows, was a really, really crappy employment number. Weekly jobless claims came in for last week at 898,000 weekly jobless claims, up 45K from last week, not a good sign. Continuing claims did drop by a million, but for only so long can we have dropping continuous claims and then rising weekly claims and not have a larger unemployment number than before. So it'll be really interesting to watch to see how that goes, but again, not a good sign. As we once again hit our third peak in the coronavirus and things are beginning to look like they might shut down again in certain areas, just not a great look for the economy and shows that once again, this market is a little disconnected as we haven't had, you know, terrible, terrible days after these awful job reports. So it'll be interesting to see how the market digests this for the rest of the week and how they digest the next two job reports we get for October and then obviously the big one for no when we get in November for the whole month of October, when they give out the unemployment rate, well, I would love to see what that's at because I can't imagine it went down very much if at all. But today we did round out some more earnings. We got the last of the big banks reporting and that is Morgan Stanley, that which is up 1.34%. This don't forget is coming off the heels of closing out their deal with E-Trade. They officially own E-Trade now. So, EPS came in at $1.66 versus the street's expectations of $1.28, and revenue came in at $11.7 billion versus the street's $10.65 billion, and as you can expect, where did a lot of their revenue come? That's right, from trading, 4.15%. Or 4.15 billion, excuse me, of that 11.7 billion came from the trading desks and investment banking revenue was up 11% year over year. Uh, Again, the whole thesis on trading, it just shows that the influx of retail investors and these banks acting as market makers is a huge deal for them. They're getting and selling a lot of bonds, they're selling a lot of equities. And it's just going to continue as long as we have this many retail investors in the market using things like Robinhood and Weeble and you know obviously ETrade as well. So you know they've got some big trading revenue that's up twenty percent year over year. And of course their investment banking revenue, investment banking and making investments is a lot easier when your interest rates are rather low. They are the investment banking revenue being up eleven point two percent year over year does not shock me and is a great sign for the bank that they keep investing in different activities and it's very very good good sign for Morgan Stanley. I'm bullish Morgan Stanley. I think the acquisition of Etrade was genius. I think they needed that. I know, you know, different banks have their different platforms and I think Morgan Stanley having one puts them on, you know, the tippy top. It, you know, Goldman doesn't have their own, neither is JP Morgan. So, you know, very good sign that they bought out a brokerage house. And I think that's really smart on them. I think it'll bring them a lot of revenue. I don't know how profitable it could possibly be. But at the end of the day, you know, a a boost in revenue for a bank is always good because it just allows them to loan out more money. And then our other big name stock that reported today is not my favorite because you know how I feel about my pharmacies and how much I love CVS. But Walgreens reported earnings today. They reported one dollar and two cents of earnings per share versus the streets expectation of 96 cents came in a little high on revenue as well 34.75 billion versus the street's expectations of 34.37 billion they did raise guidance a little little bit and also said that low single digit growth eps will be expected for this year and maybe even the forthcoming years i just want to point out that once again this stock is trading at a 38 times multiple while cvs is hovering at a 9.3 times multiple if you want to do out the math so Walgreens is currently about a $38 stock. CBS is at 59 around there at the close today, trading at 9.3 times earnings. They're expected to earn $7.22 of earnings for this fiscal year. If you multiply that by the current PE ratio, that's a $67 price target. That's $8 up from where you bought it from. And if you want to go on the low end, if you want to say they only make $7 a share, well, you multiply that by 9.3 and you get a $63 stock. There's still upside with a dividend and much better growth potential than Walgreens because they own the insurance company. They're starting to do these walk-in minute clinics like I've talked about before. CVS is just the way to go in this space. I, it baffles me how Walgreens can report a quarter like this and you know raise 4.82%, but CVS's last quarter led to a drop. I, it, it honestly baffles me. How people can sleep on CVS like this is honestly cruel to the financial industry. It really is. CBS at a multiple level valuation is so much cheaper than any other stock on the market. It's not even a $100 billion company by market valuation or market cap. Excuse me. It's blasphemous is what it is. The stock in the company have been doing phenomenal for the past three or four quarters. I personally was invested in them since till like June of this year. I sold out probably to like a lot too early at the market lows in during COVID, but I, I, that means I've followed this company. I know what they've been doing they've been doing great. They've been, haven't missed a beat and to report a grand slam and drop is, it it baffles me folks. It baffles me. I don't understand it. The current market cap is $75 billion. You're telling me CVS, the largest pharmacy retail pharmacy in the country is only worth $75 billion. No. And it's not only worth $59 a share at nine times earnings with all the growth potential that they have. That Aetna purchase is a much bigger deal than people will give it credit for. Them having an insurance leg is massive. You're telling me they're only double the size of of Walgreens at a market cap valuation level? Walgreens is currently worth about 31. No, they're not. They're just not, the growth potential is better. it's cheaper considering it's trading at a nine times multiple in its next closest competitor is trading at 38. Like I've said in the past, if this thing was trading at a 38 times multiple, let's do that math real quick. That's 722 of earnings per share times 38 is $275. That's a $275 stock. If it's trading at a multiple level, similar to Walgreens, it's just a no brainer for me as an investment. I'm super bullish on the company and have been for a while. Now, you could argue the different size of the company, but still, I, you know, excuse me. So that's a 38 times multiple. I thought that was before all this went down. They're currently trading at a 72 times multiple. I'm not even going to do that math. I'm just going to let you sit there and quell on it. When you're trying to make a decision between CVS and Walgreens, I think the answer is obvious. We're just going to leave it at that. Our other big company-specific news today is... A man who's easily become my least favorite CEO because I think he's a dunce. Now, let me, let me preface this by saying I was very bullish this company for a long, long time. I even wrote analysis on it about last November that said it was going to be up at this $40 level. I was super bullish on the company, I thought, with the election coming up and how they were doing. I thought all they needed is to figure out how to monetize it. And you think you can guess what company it is? It's Twitter, Jack Dorsey, an idiot. Not only can he not monetize the most monetizable platform of all time, all it takes is limiting people for tweeting a certain amount of times. You don't think Donald Trump wouldn't pay to tweet a little more? You don't think Joe Biden would pay to tweet a little more during the election? Come on, people. Think. That's all you need is a premium account. And you don't think people would pay. The platform is big enough now where people would pay for a premium account. And if not, you could probably make it so there's more targeted advertising on the site and you can make a lot more money on advertising. I don't see many ads on Twitter. Sorry, hey Jack, wake up, figure it out. And then not only that, today or yesterday was the, he censored the New York Post article. Now where your politics lie here or there, whatever. I don't care, you can't censor something online, you can't. And now guess what ha- what's happening? They're getting subpoenaed by the federal government. And what is that gonna lead to? Large legal expenses. So hey Jack, not only are you not bringing in enough revenue there buddy, now you got a huge legal fee. Good luck with that one. For months I was very bullish on Twitter and I tried to get over the fact that Jack Dorsey was just an awful CEO. I really did. I looked past that. I looked at the daily monetized user growth. I looked at all that and I thought, wow, this company's really growing but this is where I hit my wall with management. You gotta have good management in a company or it's not gonna work. Jack Dorsey is a buffoon in the fact that he cannot figure out how to monetize the platform and now that he's running into censorship problems on a social media platform. Really, Jack, are we letting the the, the politics of everything get in in the way of shareholder value? That's what you're supposed to be. As a CEO, you're only in charge of making your shareholders happy, and they're not going to be happy. Not to mention tonight, they got hacked again. So that's – I'm predicting a rough open tomorrow morning. It's, you know, 11 o'clock at night right now. You're going to be listening to this probably tomorrow morning. I'd be interested to see how Twitter opens. It's not going to be pretty. I can tell you that between getting subpoenaed by Ted Cruz in the Republican Senate. And now facing blackout in possible loss of, of customer data, and then wrap that all into a tight little bow that you can't figure out how to monetize the damn platform properly. Come on, Jack. I put on Twitter today, I made a call for Jack Dorsey to sell Twitter, and I think it's time. I, I think I finally reached my breaking point with how bad of a CEO he is. And I, I hope for anyone who's a holder of Twitter, and I hope for the large shareholders of Twitter that he does sell. Or at least step down from the board of directors and hire someone who can actually monetize this platform and can avoid quelling with the federal government because you're just not going to win that battle. I don't know why the social media companies continue to poke the bear of the government. And I understand that Donald Trump's not a likable person, but you keep poking him enough. If he's there again, he's going to lay something down on you. It's going to happen. The federal government will always win. So why are you poking the bear? Why are you censoring things? Why are you putting these? I got COVID marked today. I made a post about my upcoming YouTube video. Make sure you check it out. And I wrote because of the influx of retail investors due to Corona. And I got COVID check marked. I got told, I got a little post on my post that said, if you need more information about coronavirus, go to the CDC website. Just because I said the word COVID Come on, people. Stop. This is why you're going to lose in the end. This is why you're going to end up losing money. And people are going to be sick of that. Sick and tired of getting posted on. If you're posting legitimate false information, fair. That's fine. But at the end of the day, it's your free speech to say it. So you can't mark it. It's it's a whole another political issue that I really don't want to get into. But at the end of the day, Jack Dorsey is an awful CEO. Twitter could be doing much better off with someone better, <clears throat> Bob Iger. But – and. You laugh. You might be laughing at that. But Disney almost bought Twitter not too long ago. I I, I read Bob Iger's book. They almost bought Twitter. So, you know, just that's my rant on Twitter. You know, typically you don't get a podcast without a rant. So there's the rant on Twitter. But, you know, end of the day, I feel bad for Twitter shareholders because the growth is there. It's just not being used right. And they have a buffoon for a CEO that keeps poking the bear that is the federal government. So that is it for today, I guess. I mean, we can delve into more facts that, you know, we're not getting stimulus. That still continues to be a trend in the news that we're not getting stimulus. But I think it's kind of obvious I'm not going to keep beating the dead horse. So we're not getting stimulus. But until tomorrow, when we have a couple more earnings, Fridays are typically light earnings day. So we might have to shift around the podcast tomorrow because I feel like it's going to be a light news day. Maybe we'll talk Twitter. Maybe I'll dive into that research report I wrote last November and we can go over it together and then we can decide how much of an idiot Jack Dorsey is for messing it up. But until tomorrow, make sure you follow me on Instagram and Twitter. You can see my nice little COVID marked Instagram post. Instagram is Parker at or Parker underscore Friedman three and Twitter is at the notorious PF three. And then in the bio of both of those is the link, of course, to the YouTube channel. Video went up today was on stock splits, because you get a stock split, you get a stock split, and you get a stock split. They seem to be the most popular corporate action of the year, so figured I'd do a video on them and educate you guys. We're trying to solve financial confusion one video at a time. Also, make sure you leave a rating on this podcast and subscribe, and then of course, as always, I do think Jack Dorsey's a buffoon. You might not, but all these that being said, that opinion of mine, Jack Dorsey being a buffoon, is my opinion. It should not be taken as investment advice. Do your own due diligence before you buy or sell any stock. And if you are still confused after doing your due diligence, go speak to your local financial advisor and find out what the best option is for you. But until tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, have a good rest of your night. Stay safe and stay investing.